Well, hello, welcome to Trends. This is the podcast all about trends, as the name suggests, but with a Z on the end, because we like to be different, a little bit trendy here on Trends. Oh, yeah, look at, look at us trying to be down with the kids. It's all right there. This is the podcast where we look at the latest trends, those things that we've been talking about on the interweb, the weird and the wonderful and the absolutely sublime, not quite sure where to place it, but we're going to talk about it anyway. So to kind of make it a little bit more interesting, what we do is we look at a few trends from the last week and then we'll probably look at our favourite trend of the week. Which one do we think kind of topped them all off and just made everything fantastic? Obviously, last week was the back to school week. Lots of people ending their summer holidays, kids going back to school, people going back to work. Of course, here in Weymouth and Portland, this is like where we have our holiday time. Everybody's chilling out now because we're like a holiday destination in the UK. We've got beach when it is sunny eventually sometimes people come down to Weymouth Beach and have like a great time the only problem is like everybody comes to the beach so it's packed I mean if I don't like going to the beach when it's a sunny day here in Weymouth in August because it's absolutely packed you if if you can find somewhere on the sand to sit down you're lucky if you don't get there early enough it's not gonna happen And then the other side of it is just like the amount of flesh that's just out because everybody suddenly feels like they need to dress down. I appreciate, I get it though. Like, you know what? You're on holiday. You know, let it, let it out. (laughs) Chill. This is what you're there to do. So like, I'm not, you know, if you want to do that, that's up to you. I just, with that much flesh in one place, it's a lot to handle. It is. I I just, uh, yeah, I'll just wait till it gets quieter. Anyway, we are digressing. We are digressing. So, of course, back to school week was last week. On my radio show, we talked about the best back to school songs. What songs would you play when you go back to school? I think the top one was something like the Jacksons ABC because that kind of fits with school, doesn't it? Also, Pink Floyd had to go in there because... I think out of all the songs to do with Back to School, that one specifically talks about education, so it fits really well. But there was some, yeah, there were some weird suggestions as well. We had, uh, we had somebody, somebody suggested ABBA. This is this is the thing, like when you when you focus on like one subject and you try and find songs about it, it's amazing the tangents you can go off of. So we had quite a few people suggesting songs of their emotional state when their kids go back to school one being abba slipping through my fingers i mean that's emotional i feel like you're just going to get us all down with the emotion that you're like pushing through right there but i enjoyed it it was good it was a good suggestion it took me on a completely different tangent than i ever thought we would go on but you know what it worked it worked very very well And the flip side of that was, of course, maybe you're not the doting parent because you're kind of emotional because your kids are going back to school. So the other suggestion we got was Back to Life by Soul to Soul. Great, great choice 
because for some parents and others out there, finally, summer's over. They don't have to deal with bickering kids. They don't have to be like with their kids 24-7 and they're like, finally, I can have a break. I needed that. So it was kind of nice to see the different emotional states that people were going into with back to school week. It was great. So with all of that going on, of course, we had some great trends popping up on our internet feeds last week. So without further ado, let's get into our first trend. Okay, Okay, so the first trend was quite a significant news item that came up over the week. I am talking about the Loch Ness Monster. It's not. I don't feel like people have talked about the Loch Ness Monster in a very long time. Maybe I'm just not in the right circles to know about it. I mean, everybody knows about the Loch Ness Monster. You know he's up in Scotland somewhere. Is it he or a she? I, this is probably the first question we should have found out before we, we went any further, because I don't know if the Loch Ness Monster is a she or a he. Who knows? We're just going to have to, like, whatever gender you think the Loch Ness Monster is, go with it. I'm sure nobody's actually found out. So the Loch Ness Monster was in the news quite big last week. I'm also overjoyed that this became a national news item in the UK. Because everybody knows about the Loch Ness Monster. He's like a legend in Scotland. He's iconic. But he's never been proven real. And I feel like maybe this was just like something that was brought out because we haven't been talking about the Lost Nest Monster for a while. Not many people have seen him or her. And maybe it was like a publicity thing to be like, you know what? We need to remind people that the Loch Ness Monster is still out there. That you can go and visit the place and try and see him for yourself. Which prompted this whole story. I mean, who knows why this actually was national news, but hey, I'm loving it. If we have more news stories like the Loch Ness Monster, be fantastic. So there was this big build-up. I remember like the day before the news broke, there were lots of talk about the fact that there was big... Loch Ness Monster News. This was a big deal. I've seen it all over my social media feeds, thinking, oh my goodness, what what has got to be this big Loch Ness Monster News? It's got to be something pretty astonishing. If people are talking about it, prompting that it's coming, this has got to be a big deal. So, the next day, the news came out. Okay? So, pretty excited. I thought, oh, this is exciting. You know, this is this is exciting. I mean, I want to know what what's this big news story. What is it going to be? And basically, the news was that scientists believe the creatures behind the repeated sightings of the Loch Ness monster may be giant eels. That that's it. That that was the big news I mean it's I don't want to sound cynical here 
because I'm glad that there was more Loch Ness Monster news in our lives. However, after the big build-up that we had of like at least 12 hours of build-up, I just felt like this was a bit anticlimactic. I don't know. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Giant eels in the lake pretending to be the Loch Ness Monster or people assuming that these giant eels are a giant monster. I appreciate it. I just... Maybe I just wanted something a bit more exciting. Like, oh my goodness, we we found it. Which it kind of is that, but it's just the way... Maybe it's the way they, 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 they kind of announce the news. But yeah, I just kind of felt like, oh, okay. After that big build-up, I thought we were going to have like a big dramatic reveal or something. Like they do on the, on like reality TV shows. But no. So, nobody really, nobody really knew what to say after that. It was just kind of like, oh, here's our theory. It's a giant eel. Or multiple giant eels. Do you do you reckon like there's like a whole like troop of giant eels down there and like you know what guys people haven't people haven't been talking about us for a while. Let's just pop little Elliot go up there and pop your head up. Just stir us some news. Make them think we're this giant sea monster called Loch Ness monster. When was the last time somebody saw the Loch Ness monster? That is a very good question. I don't know, maybe we can Google it. When was the Loch Ness Monster last seen? Oh my word! First news item! 2017. I didn't realise people were still seeing the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, this has been going on for years. How old would he have to be? So apparently, 2017 was a record year for sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. That's crazy. And here I was thinking that nobody's seen him for ages, like 10 years or something. But no. That's amazing. Kind of makes me want to go to Scotland now to see if I can see him. And there's one photo which is like 1924. So this has almost been going on for a hundred years. I don't think that's the first picture of the Loch Ness Monster. But we are almost verging on get we we could be hitting a hundred years of the Loch Ness monster. He's he's gonna be expecting a card from the Queen soon. That's exciting, isn't it? On your hundredth birthday. I feel like it was slightly like anticlimactic, but you know what? We haven't heard about the Loch Ness monster in a while, so I'm kind of glad that I've been able to have a bit more Nessie in my life. <laughs> He's come back around, just so you don't forget that he's there. The Loch Ness Monster's still out there. Maybe in giant eel form, or maybe he's just lost weight. Maybe, you know, maybe he was really big and now he's a lot smaller, the size of a giant eel. How big do giant eels even grow? Because it seems to be these pictures, they make the Loch Ness Monster look massive, or he seems to come across as being quite big. So it would make me think, well, how... How big is a giant eel? Because if they do get that kind of size, that's a bit that's a bit scary. I don't, I don't want to meet one. 
when I'm swimming. Rather, rather, rather not by a giant eel. I feel like we're going, we're going down a dangerous path now. I don't want to, I don't get freaked out by weird sea creatures. Let's move on, shall we? Loch Ness monster done. Okay, so with it being back to school week, we need to talk about back to school because, of course, it was trending pretty heavily last week. I don't think we could have talked about last week without hitting back to school. That being said, I mean, how many of your friends on Facebook or family were posting up their back to school pictures of their kids? The emotion that was going out everywhere on Facebook and Instagram, actually. I saw a few people doing Instagram shots of their kids. I do feel sorry for the kids nowadays because, like, when I went to school, we didn't have, like, social media. I'm getting old. And, like, your parents would take a picture of you on your first day back to school or just your first day of school. And that was it. That was kind of quite a private thing just to kind of have that memory there. It's all really lovely and nice. Nowadays, that goes on Facebook. I don't know about you, but but like most of the way that I used to look going to school was not that great. There's no way that I could look flattering in a high school uniform. I think I think younger, when you go into like your first day of school, you can get away with the cuteness factor. So that's okay. You can kind of, most kids can kind of get away with the cuteness thing of the whole back to school. But like when it's your first day at like high school or something, you're petrified. And yeah, this is, it's not good, is it? Why, why would your parents do that to you? I don't know. I've also noticed now that there's a few parents doing not just like the first day back to school or first day of school, they're doing like every year. So every year their child goes to school on the first day back, they're taking that photograph, which means they have to put up with this right until they're like 16 or 18 or something. That's a long time of embarrassing back to school photos all on the internet that you'll have to live with unless your parents ever take them down. Yep, that's right. Of course, all the emotions were there with back to school. The amount of people tweeting about it and businesses as well tweeting about back to school was pretty impressive. But the one that I wanted to focus on with this segment of our second trend was Harry Potter. With it being back to school week, it also meant that it was back to Hogwarts on the 1st of September. The hashtag back to Hogwarts was actually trending on the 1st of September. I am I am quite a Harry Potter fan. I I love Harry Potter. It's grew up reading it. Fantastic. However, I never realized how big of an event September the 1st was for Potter fans. I'm obviously missing something. I, of course, knew that Harry Potter's birthday was a big deal and the Battle of Hogwarts was a big deal. I did not know that 
September the 1st was a big deal in the Harry Potter world for Potter fans. I probably should have guessed that it was. I mean, it's a fairly obvious one. It's the day back to Hogwarts. It's the day that the train leaves platform nine and three quarters. Even the train station at King's Cross has got like a special, like, you know, like the digital boards of the departure times. There's one for Hogwarts on the board. That's fantastic. That is so good. I mean, I would have been happy with it just there. To me, that was just like, that made it. I kind of would have wanted to go to King's Cross just to see that sign. Because it almost just, it almost makes it kind of real, you know? It's so good. But what I didn't appreciate until I saw the clips coming out online was the fact that it's actually a really, really, really big deal. To the point people go to King's Cross Station specifically to count down and kind of like be there at the moment that the train leaves the station at platform nine and three quarters. Obviously, most of us being muggles don't actually get through the barrier. So we all just kind of stand outside platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross Station. I dread to think if you were a commuter on this day, what on earth you would be doing yourself? Because there are videos from Pottermore online of the crowds at platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross Station on that day. It's not a small crowd. I mean, they have filled the station on multiple levels. Like even the upper levels are filled of people who are not taking a train. They are counting down to the time when the Hogwarts Express is going to leave the station. So if you are a commuter on that day, good luck trying to get through King's Cross Station because that is not going to be fun. <laughs> I do feel a little bit sorry for anybody who's like, who wasn't a Harry Potter fan and just kind of like bemused, especially if they don't know what's going on. Just kind of being like, what on earth is happening? They've got like a whole like procession that happens outside of like the Harry Potter shop and platform nine and three quarters where they've got like some wizards doing some choreography. They've got like a stage, little stage platform. There's, it's a really big deal. This is a whole thing. There's a choir as well. There's people dressed up in character costumes. So the Hogwarts Express leaves platform nine and three quarters at 11 a.m. And it's almost like New Year's. I mean, it's got the whole New Year's Eve vibes to it. But the whole crowds are gathered around. There is so much security and they're even trying to like clear pathways for people to move about if they're not part of the Harry Potter crowd. And at 10 seconds to 11 o'clock, the countdown begins and literally there's crowds of people counting down to the moment that Hogwarts Express leaves. Of course, we're all stuck on the other side of the barrier. We don't get to see it. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, if, if, if the wizards are out there trying to get their kids to school, they're a bit stuffed now, aren't they? Do you think they have to wait, like, a few hours before they can come out because... There are crowds of people around platform nine and three quarters now. They can't do their usual thing. 
they're kind of stuck. They have to, maybe they've, there's some guy who set up a little cafe at platform nine and three quarters for all the parents. Because they've got to stay there so they can make everything quiet. Or maybe because they can't use platform nine and three quarters anymore because all these muggles are hanging around, they're actually got a different entrance that we've just totally missed until J.K. Rowling writes a new book about it. Just, just something to think about. I'm a Harry Potter fan, but I don't know if I would have the dedication to go there for no other reason. Like, I love it. It sounds like a great idea. I'm more here for people, like, embracing and celebrating things like this. It just... It just seems like a lot. I. It was nice that they had, like, the choir and the little wizard fight th dance thing that they did. But... After they do the countdown, it's like a big cheer, and then that's it. And then it's kind of like, oh, okay. Um, well, the train's gone now. There you go. <laughs> Didn't get one it this year. <laughs> I even bought my ticket in the platform nine and three quarters shop. Didn't make it on though. But there is something to be said for the fact that this that the books have got to the point. The franchise is at such a point where we celebrate the 1st of September as back to Hogwarts Day and that we have crowds gathering to count down to the moment that the Hogwarts Express leaves London. I mean, you've got to love that, haven't you? To me, this kind of made the whole back to school week so much better because although a lot of us are going through, you know, you're going through the whole emotions of having to go back to work or to school and you have to go back into the grind or maybe you didn't even, maybe you've just been working all summer like me and it's not any different. But you have a bit of enjoyment that this day happens at the same time so you can know that the wizards are back. The sorting hat's coming out again. The grand feast is going to be in the great hall. If only your school lessons would be like that. Like potions be a bit more exciting maybe next year i should go platform nine three quarters do the whole thing okay this last trend that we're going to look at is a little bit different because it's a fashion trend that we definitely need to talk about because it's so weird okay so i don't even know kind of where to start with this basically asos have brought out a pair of high heels which are covered in fleece and look like sheep's wool. Just just process that for a second, okay? These are like tanned coloured high heel shoes that are fluffy. Looks like sheep's wool. These are only six centimetres, so they're not too high. And if you, you, you remember the, the trend that was recently, maybe like a year ago, two years of like the teddy bear jackets, the fleecy, fluffy jackets. I never had one, but I had a few friends who had them. They did look like the most comfortable things ever. It looks like that, but it's on a high heeled shoe. I don't, I love them, you know, I love weird things. It's always great to see what people come out with. I have a few questions about woolly fleecy high-heeled shoes number one if you look at the picture 
They're fluffy on the outside, okay? They're not fluffy on the inside. Why on earth would you not make them fluffy on the inside too? Be like, it would be really cosy. I mean, high-heeled shoes are not that comfortable sometimes. So maybe having the extra cushion could have made these even better. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll reserve judgment on that one. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a normal shoe on the inside, but of course the outside is covered in fluff. Surprisingly though, not the heel bit. The, the pointy heeled bit's not, but the whole of the rest of the shoe is fleecy material in a very tanned colour. They're only tw they're, so they're, they're £28, come from ranges sizing 2 to 9. It just raises so many questions. One is like, okay, so this shoe has gone through the vetting process. Some designers somewhere have sort of gone down the line. You think, you know what? You know what's going to be great? Fleece-covered shoes. Fleece-covered high-heel shoes. And obviously, whoever, like, approves all the stuff going through the shop is like, yes, they're going in. £28. Do it. People will love it. It's one of those things which you either love it or you hate it. One issue I have with these shoes, because they're fluffy, I feel like you'll only get one good run with these shoes. They're quite a statement shoe. I mean, I would think that if you wore these out, people are going to stare at them. However, there is like a slight issue with the shoe. Because it's not a summer shoe. This It's clearly fleecy material. It's not a material that you would wear in the summer. So more of maybe like an autumn winter shoe, which is great because that's the season we're coming into now is the autumn season. However, autumn also comes with the weather, which is, you know, could be a wet and windy, a little bit muddy, not that nice on the ground. Fleecy material walking through the ground if it's like wet or something, is is just going to get ruined. It's not going to take a lot to ruin these shoes. And if you get them dirty, can you clean them off? Because it's fleecy material. I don't know if you could stick them in like a washing machine or whether or not you're going to have to get some special like fleece cleaner for the shoe. Because if you rub it, is it going to ruin the fleece? I mean, there's so many questions. How do you maintain these kind of a shoe? Also, the other question is, when is an appropriate time to wear fleece-covered high heel shoes? Because looking at them, there's a little kind of coziness factor to the shoes. I think that happens with the fleece material. It just kind of brings that, that aura of coziness, which makes me think that it's not really like something you would wear to a fancy place. It's not like a shoe you would wear with a fancy dress. There's, they've got a sort of more casual look to them. So where would you wear fleece-covered co shoes? Would you wear them on a date? Because you might not want to wear them walking down the high street if they're going to get easily dirty and ruined. At least with like... I think you have the same issue sometimes with like white shoes. Whenever you buy like a new pair of Converse or Vans or like just a completely white shoe, you've got that white bit to it that you don't... You know it's not going to last but it's the best thing when it's brand new and it's just completely white and it looks so good. There's something really special about that. At least with like most like trainers and Converse and stuff, you can kind of clean that and kind of maintain them and keep them kind of looking pretty fresh. 
This is fleece though. So would you really want to wear like such a statement shoe out when you go into the shops? Because although they're pretty casual, you don't want them to look dirty, especially if you find a better use for them. Although I do like the idea of going on a date with these shoes on because I feel like that could like make or break a date. You could really tell how somebody, like the reaction that somebody has from it could be great. Could really tell you a lot about person. They could also think you're insane, but Maybe that's like the, the deal breaker right there. Can they really handle some of the weird stuff you can you get up to as a person? One being fleecy covered high heel shoes. If you do end up going on a date with soon, you should think about it. Let me know how you get on. Did it work for you? Which then brings another question. What do you wear with it? So these are tan-coloured, fleecy-covered shoes, high heels. What type of outfit is okay to wear with that? Because it's obviously quite a statement shoe. I feel like that could work to your advantage because you can kind of like tone down the rest of your outfit because your shoes are the thing that's going to stand out. On the picture, they do have a picture of a person wearing the shoes but it's only like from the knees down and it's just a pair of like blue jeans. So they're obviously saying that blue jeans work very well with these fleecy covered high heeled shoes. I mean, it looks okay. The fleece does make the shoes look extra big than they, they actually are, like especially on the sides of the shoe. So maybe like, and with jeans, maybe they're sort of saying, hey, this is a more casual shoe. It's got the fleecy comfort level to it. One idea I did have for these shoes is the fact that like, you know, when, you, when you've when you had like a rough day and you want to kind of dress down, but maybe you don't want to go all the way dressed down, you still want to feel a little bit special. You could like, you know, you could get home, get your sweatpants on, just get take your makeup off, chill out a little bit, but then you could wear fleecy covered high heeled shoes so that you still feel a little bit special, that you still, you know, you're trying to keep a little bit of elegance there. You're not going to just lounge around too much because you've got your lovely fleecy high heeled shoes on just to elevate it just that little bit. Have a little glass of something nice. Makes you feel special. So maybe this is where those shoes could bridge that gap. And then if by any chance somebody knocks on the door it's all right because you've got your fleecy covered shoes on just elevates the whole outfit i think this could be a thing i am so tempted to get these shoes not not that i think they're fantastic so i do think the idea is a little bit weird but i love these weird and wonderful trends that come out online and i kind of part of me just wants to test this whole thing out but i'm like should I really do it for £28? I mean, am I really going to wear them? I don't wear high heels that often. I don't know if I can justify getting fleecy covered high heeled shoes. I love some of the comments that people have said <laughs> about these shoes because I think it just, it says a lot. So you can let me know, would you wear fleecy covered high heeled shoes or is this like a no-go? Do you think this could be setting a whole fashion trend? I mean, we've seen quite a few weird trends 
come out in the last few years. There was the see-through plastic jeans, the UGG boots that were like knee length and the platform Crocs. Now we have fleecy covered high heeled shoes just for you. Would you wear them? Watch this space. We could start seeing fleecy covered trainers and flip flops and all sorts of things. The fleecy trend could be coming soon. So those are our three trends of the week. Three very different ones this week. We had the Loch Ness Monster, Nessie, and the new theory of the giant eels. We had the back to school, Pottermore, hashtag back to Hogwarts. And we had our fluffy high heeled shoes. This week, I, do, I don't really feel like there's a contest. There's one that, for me, is hands down the best trend because I couldn't stop talking about this with people for so long. And every time I bring it up with people, everybody has their own little reaction to it. People are either horrified or they think it's genius or they're just a bit, like, not sure what to make of the whole thing. It has got to be the fleecy-covered high-heeled shoes. Oh, yes! We'll probably talk about them as 2019's weirdest fashion trend. Who knows? There might be something else. There's still a few months left of the year. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Was it the right choice? Did it work for you? Well, that's it from me for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please think about subscribing. You can join along with the journey. You can always message me on Twitter at Kayleigh Hillier with any great trends that you found you've seen this week and I'll speak to you next time.